Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Monday, April 25, 2022. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? We have a laundry list of information. I have an endless supply of notes. This video may be a little all over the place, However, it'll all come together and you're going to get the point in what I'm trying to convey in the form of information, both A, in the bullish case, and B, on the bearish case. You need to pay attention to both because the market made a very, very important test today. And where was that test? Well, if you remember, we said if the market begins getting below this low here from the 18th, it opens the door for what? 421. That's the line down here. 421 is extremely important. Now, intraday traders from inside the numbers had some lower numbers below that. There were some good trades made in the room today, the live room. There were some great trades made from inside the number members across the board. What exactly do I mean by that? A, the lazy swing trader, an alert went out, we're buying 421. Now on that particular trade, that wasn't the first buy, but it was a buy. Which brings me to the elephant in the room. Let's talk a little bit about what happened last week, where I was in terms of my thought process and expectations, and then we'll have a brief discussion about getting caught with your pants down. So just in the spirit of fairness, I just want to reiterate a couple of things where I was and then where we are now and then where I am now. I originally thought we were going to put in another higher low somewhere in this neighborhood and then somewhere in this neighborhood. We were buyers in both neighborhoods. The market was starting to work out, meaning in that particular trade's favor. Thursday, we had the failure up here and they came all the way down to run a test of the breakup candle low. And I said, okay, that was a little odd. It was kind of out of the ordinary. It's definitely in the 20% of the 80-20 rule. We talked about it on Thursday, and we knew one of two things. Either it was going to hold, or the market was going to crack this low, and 421 was essentially going to be activated. What happened? Friday was a throw the baby out with the bathwater, take them out behind the woodshed, shoot them three times. They killed the tape all day long. They stopped at one of the other numbers we talked about right around that four and a quarter neighborhood. And then today, early in the day, they got to 421, spiked it, spiked 420, a fat round number, and they reversed the tape. So on that particular trade, it was the third of three purchases of the S&P option trade. Just being transparent about it. The trade itself is certainly not in the money, but sometimes these things don't work out as planned, so obviously this one didn't or isn't. However, you have to have a plan B, C, and then a this is where I have to cut them and run plan. That brings me to the cut them and run plan, which brings us back to the S&P on the daily chart. Let's have a discussion. We have to start with the main question that everybody would have, which is, is that a bottom? And are they going to at least hold another higher low? So we have a low, we have a higher low here, a higher low here, and now we have another higher low. Now we've talked about this 
many, many times. The jeopardy is they break the chain of the higher lows that opens a can of worms for a whole different thing going on. However, there's a spot where we can know that that scenario is unfolding first. We'll get to that later. First, let's talk about the northern direction. So we look at the chart and we say, okay, we see a higher low. We see a reversal day. We see a tape that finished near, not on, but near enough to the highs of the day. That's a bullish close. It was on pretty decent volume. However, let's look down at the volume and say, well, guess what? Friday's volume was higher than today's volume. So is that really an institutional bona fide reversal day? Not by the textbook, at least how I would write it. However, it's a good volume day. It's better than the average volume. So there certainly were buyers in there, whether they were forced buyers on a short covering spree or anything like, it doesn't really matter. The buyers were in there. It was on decent volume and they had a nice reversal day on the chart. Okay, fair enough. Now, Let's say they keep going. Let's say we see follow-through in the morning, on Tuesday morning. Okay, fair enough. Where's that place where it turns the tape back to at least beginning a real rescue operation rather than a bounce and a downtrend? I would get out your sticky notes for this one. I think this is an important number. Now, it's not the end-all, be-all number, but it's where the rescue operation begins to really take hold. 435.65. Now, the way this works is things start from a shorter time frame and they morph from there. By the way, that's not necessarily close by. However, as you'll learn later when I show you a couple of things, we're in the large swings in both directions camp. So the market's not really out of the woods in its entirety at 435.65, but that's where I begin getting curious whether the low is in or it's a fake-out operation. What do I mean by that? What I mean by that is, is it a -a rope-a-dope? What's a -a rope-a-dope in this scenario, in this case? A -a rope-a-dope would be getting to, or not even getting to, 435.65, not being able to get above that from an intraday perspective, remember, things start from a shorter time frame and they morph from there. So what happens is if they can start closing candles above 10-minute candles, 15-minute candles, 30-minute, an hourly candle, above 435.65, that's a pretty good signal. However, if they run up, come up short and start coming back down, or if they run up, they touch it, they spike it, but they can't really sustain price above it for any period of time, that could be the rope-a-dope area. What exactly is the rope-a-dope area? Well, I'm going to show you. It's where the market puts in the higher low. It runs up in a dead cap bounce formation, but stays in the downtrend. It fails again, and it gets into what we'll call the rubber band breaking situation. Okay, now what are we talking about? We've done this one before, so it's pretty simple. You stretch a rubber band, one of two things has to happen. Either you let go with one hand and it snaps back, or you keep stretching it and the rubber band will break. And we're in that scenario now. If the market begins getting below, we'll just call it 421 for argument's sake. 
intraday traders will have a higher number of a beware getting below this number type of number. We'll call it 421 for the purposes of this video. You start getting below 421 and the door is beginning to open for that scenario where the rubber band breaks, they give up the weekly chart, break up candle low, they come into and likely spike through the 100 period moving average because it's not the same type of support that it would have been on the first run down over here. And then we're looking at other numbers, which inside the number members will have and we'll discuss on an as-needed basis. 421 is a Mac Daddy number. 435.65 is a different kind of Mac Daddy number. Why is that? Because that can really spark another bout. If we're up there, we've already had some short covering. It can spark another bout of a pie-in-the-face type of conveyor belt situation. Keep this in mind. Put this on a sticky note. Crashes don't happen necessarily from highs in the market. They happen from lows where the rubber band breaks. We've seen this before. We've been through this before if you've been here for a long time. So we're aware that it can happen. And at some point, it will happen again. Remember, Friday was one of the largest or the larger down days on the board. That's not an accident. That's not a coincidence. They weren't necessarily in a hurry to make a higher low. The market's telling us 421's important by having a rocket ride away from it, but keep this in mind and put this on the sticky note too. That doesn't mean they can't come back for a retest. Don't discount a retest. What about inside the numbers? I'd get at your sticky notes here too, because there's a lot to learn from inside the numbers today, in addition to the fact that many traders made a nice profit this morning in a couple of different ways. There's something for everybody. First thing is we had an experiment on the board. So let's scroll down. We'll circle back to stocks on the move later. We had some extra things. I'm going through an experiment. Not sure this is going to be permanent. It may be permanent and it may be expanded. We'll see. SPY numbers. ES numbers, QQQ numbers, and IWM numbers. When we get to those charts, we'll see if any of them work. So we have the Monday after. They're killing the tape right out of the gate. On more than one occasion, we discussed the spot around 421. So obviously, at zero dark 30, I'm zeroed in on 421. I was zeroed in on it over the weekend. Here they are, at least in the neighborhood. It's important, magnetic, and unless they stage a turnaround operation, it's a target. So A, if you're a trader who wants to short the market, can you short it down to 421 using the futures? Same routine, you just coincide the numbers. And the answer was, yeah, it's not an easy trade, but certainly it was a target. Down south, there are more spots Mrs. Market can visit, namely 419.75. And there's your five-minute chart right of the vertical is today's activity. And there's your 419 75 was pretty darn close to low of day. Put out on the board, zero dark 30. The lower will be posted in a real-time type of format, and you'll see that later it was posted. Let's say they bounce. The first order of business will be get back to Friday's closing price of 426.07. Without that, no dice for a recovery operation. Now, that's the big picture stuff, but the intraday stuff 
was different. The intraday stuff, if you wanted to, you were able to ride the market up to 426.07. You'll see that later. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the charts to double check the work. We're back in large swings in both directions. There will be rip your face off rallies followed by sharp declines. What did we have? Exactly that. All right, let's see what happens as the day gets underway. Remember, the recovery and rescue operation really doesn't start without candle closes above 426.07. Now, notwithstanding where they were in the afternoon session, the morning session is totally different. They're two different markets. Let's see what else we have. Question, can a trader be short until they close candles above 426.07, meaning sell a rip slash rally? The problem is, where do you sell it? Meaning, what if they don't get up to 426.07, but I want to sell it? Well, that's the problem. Four and a quarter, give or take, is also important. They never got up to 425. Not an easy trade, and for aggressive and experienced traders who understand the whipsaw and short squeeze risk. But here's the deal. They should get to 421, give or take, at some point. Well, they did that. 931. 421.75 can be support and bounce the tape. Okay, back to the five-minute chart. So right out of the gate, the low is 421.82, and they rip the market higher to 423.87. Doesn't look like much on this chart, but it is much. Why is that important? Well, I'm going to show you. 9.35. They bounced right in front of 421.75. So now we know a couple of things. It's important and unfinished business. Okay, that's two things. They stay above... We'll see if it's a pivot and they can rally the tape. However, it's unfinished business and they'll likely be back. Some other numbers on the board. Below 421.75 opens the door for 421. You guessed it. For now, 421.75 is our pivot. Now think about that phrase, 421.75 is our pivot. And look what happened. Here, all in here. They're testing it, testing it. Can't get above. Here they test it, finally they get above, and now they're testing it as support, right? When you're below, it's resistance. When you're above, it's support. Look over here, came for a back test. Where is the low over here? Low in this candle, 421.75. Low in this candle, 421.81. Take off, never look back. 421.75 was the pivot. That's why at 9.50, you guessed it, 421.75 was the pivot. I'm still a buyer on a spike of 421. It would be a scalp trade with potential. How about an intermission? This is from a longtime member, Jeff. He knows what he's doing. He's learned a lot. He puts it into practice. Here's the email he writes at 10.52 a.m. Nice trade. I got 14 handles on the first contract. Stopped out at 29 handles on the other contract. Hope you got the same or better. Nice trade, Jeff. Jeff's not the only one. I just want to show you that this is for real. People are making real money. You don't have to bet the farm at every price level. He had two contracts. If you add up those together, it was about a $2,200 profit in minutes. He's ecstatic. You're on to the next trade. You pile them up. Base hits put you in the Hall of Fame. Other traders may have held on to a trailer for what I like to call, and this is a technical phrase, an all-day sucker. 9.59, it's showtime for the Bulls. This is an area they can spike, but should snap back from at least on a temporary basis. Could take some time. 41977, it should be 75. That's a typo. Is the next number down? By the way, 
One of them shortly should bounce the tape. Here's the 30-minute chart. That was around 10 o'clock. Here's the candle ending 10 o'clock. It was at the low. What did they do right after that? They bounced the tape to where? 424.40. That's where Jeff and others made their money. Then they did the Macarena, the shakeout operation, the dance, before running higher into the end of the day. Read the notes. Go back to the chart to double-check the work. I showed you the crux of the thing. There's your rip back in the other direction. You see the notes. Go back to the chart to double-check the work. Read the notes. You got targets. If they're above X, they're going to go to Y target. That's the way it works. If you're at all interested or actively trading in the market during the trading day, then this is information that you can put to use each and every day. All right, let's circle down to stocks on the move. Healthy list this morning. The market was a little bit volatile. We had GDX, X, JPM. We'll take a look at those charts. They hit their numbers. The next two, Apple and AU, did not. They're off the board. We'll take a look at Carvana. We'll wipe Facebook and FCX off the board. They didn't hit their numbers. Some came close, but they didn't hit them. So we'll take a look at the charts that did. While we're doing it, ask yourself, can you make money with this information? If the answer is no, then it's not for you. If the answer is yes, then it may be for you. First one on the board, GDX. 3531 is the number on the board. The low happens to be 3530. They rip it back in the other direction, making high of 3617. It's not a tremendous trade. It's a nice trade. It's better than a base hit. You're rounding second, pulling back with a stand-up double in minutes. Remember, this is a day trade. It's a scalp trade that has potential. Jordan took this one in the room. Other traders in the room took this one. He took profits along the way, and then he was out better than break even on the remainder of his position. That's the way you do it. U.S. Steel didn't do it in the manner in which. They came close. They bounced up. They came into it later. They floundered around. You see what happened. The numbers work. They're important, but it's the manner in which. They came up short of the second number. So this one just didn't work. It was a no trade, but the numbers work. That's the takeaway. It's all about the manner in which. Speaking of manner in which, JPM hovered over it for a while, came into it later, had the rocket ride away from the number. Again, some traders may have taken this one, other traders may have passed on it, but this was one of those in the manner in which becomes less and less attractive as the morning grows on. But, and know this, I would put this on a sticky note also, when you see the market, meaning the S&P 500 and the Dow and the Qs, when you see them starting to turn around, it's likely you're going to get the rising tide lifts all boats scenario, hence the explanation of, look what happened to JPM. Carvana, Jordan also got this one in the room. He actually, I believe, got two trades on this one. If not him, other traders got two trades on this one. Two numbers hit, both numbers worked. It's hard to see the first one, but it worked within a split second. He puts orders in on an automated basis, so he gets an automatic fill. Just to show you what happened, here's a 30-second chart, which I don't even ever look at. But they came into the number here, and in the same candle, they also bounced up to, what was the number here? $79. They were also at $78.87 in the next candle. That's over a dollar bounce. So guess what? He's out of most of the trade on that bounce, or at least half of the trade, I should say. I think he may do 65%. 
That becomes a trader's choice type of thing, but you can see what happened. He got a profit in seconds. Don't ask me about the automated trading stuff. You have to ask him. Nevertheless, Carvana worked. Both numbers worked. You could see even later in the day. They tested the second number again, 76, retested it. They kept bouncing off of it. It tells you what? Yeah, it tells you the number works and it's important. By the way, here's another side note. Lazy swing trader. So we're in this trade. I'm not going to tell you what it is, but we're in this trade. The market's falling like a hot knife through butter, and this stock is sticking above the buy price. Dipped down below a couple of times, but it's been above almost the entire time the market's been falling. This is what's called relative strength. This is also what's called each chart is independent of one another. Now, you're also going to say, hey, that looks like a bearish pattern, and it does, but the pattern might look different on another chart. All I'm saying is, this thing was up $4.70 today, almost 3%. What's going on over in Camp IWM, and why are all those lines on the chart? It messes up what I'm looking at, and that is all true. Let's talk about the IWM, and then I'll explain the lines. So, here's a big-time breakup candle Big-time breakup candle low, big-time reversal candle, big-time defense, all that kind of stuff. Same conversation we've talked about on the weekly chart for the SPY, same conversation. Now, so the IWM has its reversal day. However, it's not out of the woods any more than the SPY or S&P 500 or other markets are out of the woods, but they were playing defense, but the higher lows have been broken. Now, keep in mind, my favorite market leading indicator. Now, is the lower low telling us that there's trouble on the near-term horizon, this is a dead cap bounce and all that stuff, and it's very possible. This also has numbers where we're getting out of the woods and then the out of the woods number, they're not close by, and frankly, I'm not gonna go through them right now. You might wanna put 197 and a quarter on a sticky note though. Now what are we looking at? So here's a five-minute chart of the IWM. Right of the vertical is today's activity. Those are the numbers that were posted inside the numbers. This is the experiment. Let's start at the bottom, 189 and a quarter. What's the low here? 189.27, two pennies off. The S&P did the same thing in the first candle of the day, but they came and took care of the unfinished business later and then did what? Took off. Was 191.10 resistance or support or was it important? Yeah. Look at the retest over here. What's the low? How about 191.14? Close enough. What's the next number? 192.55. How did that work out? They came up. They came up short here, pulled back, came up here, spiked it, and still pulled back, finally getting through it to go where? To the next number. You get the point. So I would say that this was a relatively successful test. Traders that are interested in the IWM, I'll put these on the board for a while. If I get no interest, I'll pull them off the board. I don't need to do the extra work if it's not warranted. As far as the daily chart's concerned, it's a rising tide lift all boats market. If they're all going up, they're all going up. If they're all going down and getting crushed, they're all gonna get crushed. What about the folks down at the transportation department? Now, this is quite interesting. They've got a pretty solid higher low thing going on here. So this is not even close to the same looking chart as some of the other markets. Remember, this is my second favorite market leading indicator, but a number one canary in the coal mine. Are the transports telling us 
it's all clear, all systems are go. Well, they're not saying it yet, but if they get up to 15,410, 15,415, get above these two moving averages, the 50 and the 200 period, that's a convergence, get above there, and there's another leg higher in the offing under normal garden variety conditions because you'll end up having one of these, right? So you have an A up, a B down, and a C leg up. This is corrective by nature, but it would have to be complete above the high of the A leg. Now, we don't know that this is going on right now, but this is the look of one of the possibilities. What's the other possibility? Well, this is a possibility. You came up, you came down and made a low, you're going to come up and fail somewhere short of the high and come all the way back down again. So you have to be aware of both sides of the tape. Remember, we're the umpire calling balls and strikes. How about the Q people, the folks out in Silicon Valley annexed over in Austin, Texas? Now, you have something different going on. You've already made a lower low, so we don't have the same routine. But again, you got the same all-the-market situation. The lines are from inside the numbers. And there's your short duration chart. Right of the vertical is today's activity, and you can see the numbers. Just the same, they worked just like they worked in IWM. Sometimes they come up a touch short, sometimes they spike through, but the numbers work. You can see the important numbers are support when price is above, the resistance when price is below. Where's the get out of jail free card for the Qs? You gotta get up over 336 to make any hay. Until then, it's just a dead cat bounce in a downtrend. That's it. How about the XLF? What's it trying to say? Well, look at this. It made a lower low today. It was a debacle for the last three days, or at least two and a half days, trying to get up and to and through the moving averages, coming down in a failure formation like everything else. But this made a lower low. So here's the thought process. My thought process is... If the financials are going to collapse, everything's going to get taken down with it. And if the financials are going to bounce, it's unlikely the market's going to collapse. But are the financials sending a flare up in the air by making a lower low? That's now our bogey, our line in the sand, Irene. It's 35.49. Start getting below there, and the floodgates can open up because here's the thing. If the XLF is getting below that number, 35.49, it's likely the other markets are doing the same thing. They're likely either getting to or already below those numbers that open the floodgates for the rubber band to snap. So that's how I'm viewing the XLF right now. It could be somewhat of a canary in the coal mine as well. Smash Mouth, kind of on the same program as the XLF. They're already making lower lows. Is it the flare up in the air? The trend is down. Everything's down. It's creeping lower, it's going lower, they can't get a rescue operation going. It's telling us something. Either it's one heck of a bottoming process slash fake out operation, or they're going lower. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not even possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast, Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.